it is. Okay. It is. The hard part is setting them up. Um, like for me, I set all this up and then realized I needed that uh, 286S thing that's in it. There's two over here. Another one that... And that was because of the sound? Yes, yeah, because yeah. of the sound. And I started realizing, Jesus, everyone can hear the weights. Everyone can hear right, this. Right, right. So I just Googled how to remove back now. And, and how's it been received, like, the podcast? Everything's super. Yeah. No, but as in, like, people seeing it and listen to it. You yeah, know, no, that's people... what, the last one got the best one because I, again, it was the first guest that I didn't know. Right. So with the other two, I kind of knew and, you know, I was yeah, just kind of getting warmed up. Yeah, like, I was yeah, just kind of yeah. getting warmed up. And then the other one was more about, um, yeah, your man becoming the pilot and uh, just kind of diving into, you know, what he would do on a day-to-day basis. And he was saying, like, he dies. Not, not that he dies, sorry, that... um pilots you know the biggest cause of death is heart attacks because like they every single time you land a plane boom 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 like uncontrollably they shoot themselves yeah like just from landing a plane but like, as in because they don't know what's going to happen no just because they like when you start being a pilot it's like driving the car for the first time yeah like you actually like your heart just keeps pumping in your chest that's pump. stop surely after driving a, a, a it happens times. happens even no with people way. who are 40 50 yeah so it's just a real subconscious it's thing. just that you can't, a, you it can't well some people are better than others of course because yeah. some people handle pressure better but it's like the that's big... doesn't feel me with most confidence <laughs> being the no, no, no. Like, well, yeah no but uh that's what i was Jesus. saying we were talking and he was saying that like people showing lasers in the airplane and everything like he says like you fly into turkey he flew into turkey and the runway wasn't prepared or anything and not that it wasn't prepared um, or he ha- like he had to come down and then he actually he couldn't land because of something and he had to I go back up. Sorry, that, that's fucking crazy and man. it was just the stories who's he, he work with um, he's actually not allowed to say so All right. that's part of their job All right. they're actually not allowed to no pilot can say that no pilot can say that didn't know that any, any social media they have to actually put out a statement to say that like any social media or any views of my social media are not of my employers. That kind of makes sense, though, because they yeah. obviously people are lying to their lives, yeah. and you know, so yeah, something so, goes wrong, or yeah. something says something. So, yeah. um, that so that's sense. that's that's that. But <clears throat> yeah, so I've started recording this, and we can chop bits out and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So if you like want to stop, go take a break, or do you okay. know what I mean, you can you can do that. There's no rush. Cool. But um, yeah. So I was thinking, like the way the way that you coach and the way obviously that you train is completely different than than to what any personal trainer is doing at the moment would you even consider yourself a personal trainer ah yeah no definitely i am like i mean i'm my qualification originally would have been a personal trainer you know so 12 or 13 years i think i've been, I've been a personal trainer and originally it was just uh, i did a two-year course that i think is now a six-year course ncf personal trainer okay and then um i ended up going to do a degree in dundalk it was a health and physical activity very similar to a sports <laughs> science degree it wasn't just all sports related, it was more kind of health related, but there was sports involved as well. So uh, that's my background, you know. So yeah. I, I essentially, I, I would see myself, cast myself as a trainer. And then I suppose it's just be, yeah, like I said, uh, off camera or off uh, podcast, it's just that my intention behind what I'm doing, you know, the likes of fat loss and stuff, and I just have no interest in that. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe why it seems a bit different in terms of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe our message and our approach in that sense is different. But in the grand scheme of things, time under tension yeah. and, you know, weights yeah. and body weight, it's the same concept and mm-hmm. principles, really. But are you dealing on a day-to-day basis with, you know, like, you're not dealing with the, like, would you get the, the crossover between the fat loss client and the movement client? No. Or you're so just... Originally, so say about, five years ago and then for about two or three years of that I, I had that yeah so i originally would have had fat loss clients and then i just started to get delve more into movement myself and i helped other people have little niggles here and there and i used to get one or two clients but more fat loss and eventually i was trying to push more and more it got to a stage about a year it was kind of 50 50 
I'd help be helping older people. I'd be helping athletes, but I'd be helping fat loss clients as well. But the whole intention was to always push away to eventually just go movement and mobility. And that didn't happen till oh, not that long ago, only about two and a half years ago. That was mm. only, you know, that was, I remember when you were doing the studio up. When oh, you really? took yeah. upstairs, oh, yeah, right, right, right. yeah, and I, I remember the that. I remember the day you were painting. I remember, no I remember that day. Yeah. Even the, originally, I, I had met Rob, my business partner, in the gym, and we had, he just saw me training. He trained the same way. He liked gymnastic rings and movement and all that. We just got talking, and then we had both. I, I decided to leave that gym mm-hmm. and to go online with Rob. So I said it to Sean, the owner, and he was like, "Don't leave, please." And I was like, "I oh, know, I'm leaving. I'm sick of this." And he's like, oh, "See what the crack is," and he just offered me a studio. I think he might have thought at the time that maybe clients would come up and that kind of stuff and all that, but I didn't, you know, FPT members or something. Um, but it was too good of an opportunity to turn down. So we, as much as I wanted a studio eventually or something, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I hadn't planned to do that. It kind of just happened. So yeah, that was scary when we were doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember there was days coming in. I was like, is Brian, like where there was little chats, like is Brian taking upstairs? What's Brian doing? And yeah. stuff like that. And like, I remember thinking one or two of the times I was like, that is a ballsy move. Like I remember thinking, like, because that's a, like, you'd built up so much, I suppose, clientele in terms of like, you know, PT. Yeah, yeah. And like, did you did you take fat loss clients on at that stage? Or did you just go from that point, just basically movement? No, we actually, the majority was movement, I'd say, uh, 80, 90%, but there were still one or two fat loss clients. Yeah. At that point. And yeah. we were still doing like measurements and stuff and diets and stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, no, in fairness, when we first opened officially, we still had one or two. We definitely weren't promoting mm-hmm. them, but we, I had clients I'd trained for years. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I know, stick around and all. And so, yeah, it wasn't 100%, but it was definitely moving in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's funny to see it go from like, you know, that one decision where you're like, right, fuck it, let's try it. And then yeah. you're like, now all of a sudden, I, two I, years I, later. I shot myself. Like, and I, I'm didn't, like... I didn't think it was going to be like, you know. <laughs> and I'm like, Brian, will you come down and give the guys a, you know, a workshop, a, sem- a seminar? And I just think there's so much knowledge inside your head. Like, how did you decide movement? Like, what? Like, because when when people are, I suppose, not growing up, when they're growing up in the industry, they I suppose they look at whether it's bodybuilders, whether it's yeah. athletes, and they're kind of going, oh, I want to, you know. Yeah, of course. There was, there was no one else going, I'm going to make people pain-free. I'm going to make people be more conscious of movement. I yeah. actually think you've completely changed how personal trainers now think about yeah. coaching clients. I suppose for me, the, the original, like the whole reason I, try, I I had a shoulder injury for three years and I couldn't actually train upper body properly for three years. And uh, I actually got depressed for like six months. I literally couldn't sleep on my left-hand side. But I, I, I love training. I love <laughs> movement. everything. So I couldn't actually physically do what I wanted to do. And then with uh, clients, I felt like a bit of a, bit of a, not a failure, but I felt a bit of a con, a con artist because I was teaching them to do fat loss and all, but I couldn't do half the movements they could do because mm-hmm. of my shoulder. So I went to every physio and they gave me all diagnosis and trying to help me. I got short-term relief, but never got long-term relief. So that's what started me in movement. I started to research stuff. I remember doing a bodyweight course called Zoo. You're here, Zoo? Yeah, 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 yeah. Really high intensity, batch of crazy stuff. It's mental, like, it's it's good, but it's really, really high intense. And I wouldn't be recommended for the majority <laughs> of the population, like, you know. But it's, uh, I got through that weekend pain-free. Like, I'll never forget. That. I think I was one of the first few people. Actually, I was one of the first few. Was eight of us there to do it. I got through that weekend uh, pain-free. It was so high intense. I couldn't believe that I got through it. I never thought I would. Mm-hmm. I just For the first time ever in my head, I was like, oh my God, I can actually potentially move pain-free one day. I never thought I could. I okay. never, for three years, I never thought I'd move pain-free. And that just completely altered everything. So once I believed I could move pain-free, I was like, right, let's start moving. Let's start doing stuff and start going everywhere, you know? And just the movement's kind of opened up your mind yeah. to thinking the body should move. 
differently yeah, than... Well, once I got myself moving pain-free then, because yeah. I just started trying stuff and doing stuff, I got gymnastic rings and loads of different stuff. I was like, my God, I can move pain-free. I never thought I could. Mm -hmm. And then I just saw people, I was like, well, you don't move great and my shoulder's sore here. I said, well, try this, try that. They started getting results. And I was like, well, this could be actually, I could actually help people here, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I just haven't stopped. I, I finished my degree uh, like in sports science or health activity uh, seven, eight years ago. I've learned more in the last six, seven years than I have. In today, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. again, you just never stop learning, you mm -hmm. know? And even now, I, I have mentors and what I do to learn more. I'm doing about three or four courses next year, the exact same this year. We just take bits from everything because everything works to some degree. And then you're just trying to amalgamate stuff to, to do it. So yeah, definitely injury. Um, but I'm a bit mental. I can't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I, mean? I have to keep the, doing it. Sometimes I've seen you on the floor and it's almost like you come up with, with the exercise in yeah. your head and it's like, like, but it works. Yeah, well, it, I, well, again, so we have this hashtag of explore how you move. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. Ulti There's ultimately a foundation of movement you need. Mm -hmm. Then after that, explore how you move. Yeah. And that's yeah. literally what, what I mean. Because as you mentioned there, of a bodybuilder or a powerlifter, everyone thinks of this one modality of exercise mm -hmm. and one way of moving. But it's not like, it's just, even people always ask me, oh, is it Pilates you do or yoga you do? It's like, no, it's just movement. Like, yeah. you, know, don't, you don't have to pigeonhole this movement I'm doing into something, you know? So yeah, that's why I love doing what I do. Because for example, the athletes we train need massive amounts of control because what they do when the pitch is batch are crazy. Mm -hmm. They're going on mad range of motion and they're being tackled, going for a point, doing everything. But they don't train that way. Mm -hmm. They train to get more muscle and to be big and strong, which they need. But mm -hmm. they don't train to do all the stuff that I can do that yeah. they actually do on the pitch. Mm -hmm. So it's about feeding and mapping different information to your brain, to your nervous system, to now just be able to do stuff off demand. Because if you think about a sport, put your hand on something hot, you take yeah. it away. Your yeah, brain yeah. does that. You don't mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. That's sport. You react to that ball, you react to that tackle. So if I'm able to just come up on the spot with anything, I'm able to react to that ball better. I'm able to react to that situation that is just completely mental. I have a split second to do it. And that's why you should be able to do that. And your training should make you better be able to do that. If I was an if I was an athlete and I'm struggling with pain and like I'm going into my local gym and you know the coach is telling me I need to get bigger I need to get stronger mm. you know I need to squat I need to do deadlifts would you push against that or would you be like complimentary of saying like that is an important part yeah. of of no definitely complimentary I mean I I still get my clients to load and use weights and squat okay. and deadlift so it's not that we're stopping them doing these things mm -hmm. and there's a huge benefit you know what I mean. Again, a deadlift will work your whole posterior chain. You get really strong around your glutes, around your hamstrings, your whole back. Like it's a huge exercise that has a huge amount of benefits, you mm -hmm. know? Um, I suppose with athletes, like it, it's just, it's not just about getting bigger. You have to understand what you're trying to do with, with the sport, you know? Uh, for example, I had a call there this morning off a top level intercounty hurler who's had tendonitis on his knees for the last four years, uh, two years, sorry, two or three years, and they can't get rid of it. And I was asking him, what was he doing when they were in season? And he was doing all the sessions that all the lads were doing as well through pain yeah yeah so he wasn't managing his load right? like you know <laughs> mm -hmm. so he can do all the exercise that he wants so sometimes it's not about the exercise it's actually about can we just decrease your volume that you're doing so your body can handle the volume you're doing you know yeah yeah, yeah. so we're never looking to take away something so if a client comes into me and can't squat very well i'll just try and change the variation of a squat mm -hmm. so we can get the benefit from the squat but he's after he's able to physically do that and now we'll work on around his hips or his feet or his spine to make that squat more accessible and all of a sudden three four five six down, weeks down the line he can do that squat better you know so we're breaking down a movement to make the movement more accessible, but we're also making the movement easier yeah. to a level he can do it now. You okay. know, we're never trying to take it in a way that we know is going to benefit the client. We're, we're just making sure they're doing something their body can actually physically do. I know do. what you mean. So you wouldn't necessarily, if your body can't go, say, we'll use the squat as an example. If my mobility doesn't allow me to squat below, you know, parallel, parallel with, yeah. with my, with my uh, knee, I shouldn't do that, but I should still squat parallel 
until I work on my yeah, other bits. Yeah. To allow but then me... even with that, that's a really arbitrary thing as well. Why do you have to squat past parallel? It's just a, yeah, it's, it's just a range of motion, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, like, for example, the only person who has to squat a certain way or do something a certain way will be maybe a power lifter. Yeah. Because they, they're literally, their technique has to be this certain way or else they will fail that lift. lift. Yeah, yeah. You can do a deadlift, a squat in any shape or form you want. A split squat is a variation of a squat. Mm-hmm. It's a squat. Like it literally says split squat. Yep. Yeah, a yeah. back squat is a variation of a squat. But everyone seems to want to do this one exercise and doesn't realize that, well, why? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, again, you don't need to coach this range of motion. But an athlete probably does because he will get down this range of motion he's required here. But it's not even about having that range of motion. It's just about training in a range of motion you have strength. Mm-hmm. Because if you go to a range of motion you don't have strength, your chance of tightness or compensation is higher. Now, you might not get injured, but your potential for injury is definitely it's, higher. It's definitely. But you're going, to find, you're going to struggle to progress <coughs> on that exercise mm-hmm. because you're just not strong in that range of motion. If we can increase the range of motion, all of a sudden that exercise gets easier. That's, it's an, it really, like, when you break it down like that, you make it sound so simple it's, it, it, it is it genuinely like people overcomplicate all this stuff mm-hmm. and that's what we do we're trying to do over the last two and a half years is to simplify it for the general population to understand it is so simple mm-hmm. it is so, it's not easy it's very simple though you know yeah. you train it in a range of motion you have control of if you don't you can push into a range of motion slightly mm-hmm. progressively smartly mm-hmm. you know so do you, do you ever hear of a jefferson curl you know the jefferson curl no 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 it's essentially bending over loading your spine with weight mm-hmm and people always look at it and go, oh my God, that's mental. You're going to hurt your back. Yeah. I can do it with like 40, 50 kg. Oh, yes. Cool. I've seen you do it yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Where you just lean on a box. Yeah. You're standing we're on a player box. Yes, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. People yeah. are like, oh my God, that's mental. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't start doing that straight away. Like you wouldn't go and double body weight or squat straight yes. away. Yeah, you yeah, progressively yeah. overload. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden the body adapts, you get stronger, and that becomes accessible. Mm-hmm. The issue is people try and do something that their body can't handle. And, and then they, they get injured. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so you have to just manage your load and you have to progressively <clears throat> overload smartly. And if you, if like from your experience, if you pick up an injury early on, is it impossible to kind of come back from that? Like, can you, like, would you, like I'll, I'll use Nicole as an example. Nicole has a, a lower back. We don't know what it is. Okay. But whenever she, the odd time she'll bend over, she got it through squatting. Yeah. She thinks one of her hips is unaligned maybe. Okay. Um, but when she's, Whenever she goes to lean over, she'll, she, the odd time she'll lean over, she'll pick something up and she'll just get like a, and then it'll be three or four days. Yeah. Can't really walk. Yeah. But like in terms of like the way that we, the way that we have conversations, it's like, okay, well back off on the squat, let the body repair and grow. But in the back of the head, it's like, yeah, but I still want to do my course squats. Yeah. I still want to do my split squats. I still, yeah, do you know course. what I mean? Yeah. So is it nearly, would you say like, is it better to almost like train within the range of motion that you have obviously currently or if you have that squat and you have the i suppose like not that she wants to be a powerlifter but you have that attitude where yeah i do want to be stronger i do want to be able to squat is that like is it possible to get back there is there a point where you're kind of going okay there's after listening to my body i can't squat anymore i can't so it'd be two things. It depend on how long the injury was around for. So how long has she had the injury for? About a year, two years. Cool. Yeah. So it's chronic, right? So chronic pain is, is classed as over 12 weeks. So okay. we say three months. Mm-hmm. If it's chronic, more than likely it's not a structural issue because okay. the tissues would have healed. But you can see the pain is very real. So now you have to go to a whole lot of different things. Once she's going to a range of motion she may not have control of, she knows she has past experiences when she goes to this squat that she's had pain. Mm-hmm. She now is maybe not training like she wants to train and that's affecting her lifestyle, the things she loves to do and maybe that makes her, affects her, men- uh, her mental health. Um, and now she thinks she's actually physically fragile and broken and she'll never be able to move pain-free. Again, will affect her emotionally and mentally. Mm-hmm. So you can see them four things all of a sudden. It's not just about how she moves. All them things will literally affect that back. 
So what we would do with movement is, well, first we would, we'd, we'd assess her. So if we break down the squat, we'd look at around her hip. In order to go to a squat position, a back squat, we'll say, it requires your hip to flex, abduct, and some level of external rotation. Mm -hmm. The first thing we'll always look at is rotation because the hip is a bone socket joint. If we can improve that external internal rotation, we can potentially make that movement become easier for her. We also want to make sure she's got good strength and control to her spine. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, she has good control through that squat. So if she has more strength uh, in her hip, she's more strength in her spine. It gives her the strength to physically get into that position, but actually it gives, it gives her the confidence to go and do that movement. And then it also shows her brain, her body, her nervous system. There's no need for you to freak out here, spasm, my back and tighten it up because I have strength. I have control. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to happen overnight, for example, a foam roller or any kind of dry needling or clicking or cracking. That will work to a certain degree, but it will be very short term. It's like driving a car. She keeps driving this car. She gets the confidence. She essentially gets more strength. Yep. The brain <coughs> un uh, understands. And now she gets more movement. She gets more. And all of a sudden, she's been maybe decreasing the squat to something else. Maybe change with easier variation. Mm -hmm. But eventually, once we know she's moving better, she's feeling stronger. She has that confidence. We now start to push her more okay. towards that squat. So you're saying there is, if it's like, what would be, what's after chronic? If what's after, is it stuff you're born with basically? Well, no, sorry. If it was like, say you had an injury and it was acute. So maybe like you strained a hamstring mm -hmm. or you, you did uh pull something or something, you know, so maybe after you need to rest that for okay. the first two or three I get weeks. You. Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. rest, sorry, that, that's probably not true, actually. The majority of my clients, I, I would never, ever say rest. So, for example, with Nicole, she came in and she was into me two days after she had hurt her back. Mm -hmm. I was like, right, let's move her spine. Maybe all she has is this kind of movement, mm -hmm. tiny movement. But what she's doing there, she's showing her brain, look, I need control of this. Once the brain feels safe, give or take, we'll give about 10 or 15 degrees more range of motion. Okay. More range of motion, more range of motion over the next few weeks. The issue you have, the body gets good at what you do. Most people, when they have an injury, they don't move for three, four, five, six weeks. Mm -hmm. And the brain goes, okay, don't move here. Yeah. Fear comes mm -hmm. in, obviously, and you're avoiding what you're trying to do. You, you then go back towards that squat. It happens again. It's just a perpetual it's a cycle. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, mm -hmm. but then once you get over three months, it's like, oh, this is now the brain so used to this message. This always happens when you go towards here. So just... You, you feel fragile, <laughs> you feel broken. Oh my God, mental health. So it's so many... Yeah. You know, so mm -hmm. like people come into us with 10 years chronic pain and then they cannot always be getting moving pain-free, but a lot of people get moving pain-free and they literally leave... Uh, say after two, three, four sessions, literally like a different person. They're happier. They look <laughs> different because they were like, it just affects your whole life. It like I was depressed for six months because I had chronic pain. I couldn't do what I wanted to do. And it's ne it's not chronic pain. 95% of the time, it's not a structural issue because we know the tissues would have healed and all, you know, mm -hmm. it's just that so much going on, you know, mm -hmm. but movement gives you that confidence and gives you that strength. And again, that's what we try and do with clients. We're given that the movement as a catalyst to change their life, you know, I've seen that's that's it's actually you'll actually be interested to hear that because I just well, used uh, like she's here we should go to something yeah, yeah, actually she yeah. go to she's uh because she's that's actually it makes a lot of sense because you get a lot of people who come into the gym and I always use this example and it's like it's the 40 to 40 to 60 year old woman who okay. comes in and says my knees are sore I don't want to do anything that you know revolves around you know legs or yeah. my knees and I try to explain to them well what's the one thing you need to do every day Get in and out of a chair. Yep. Get in and out of a chair. What range of motion is that? That is essentially a squat. Yep. So when you go to the supermarket and you put your bags down on the ground and you pick them up, that range of motion is agree. a deadlift. 100%, yeah. And when you walk from the shop to the house, that's a farmer's walk. Yeah. All strength-based exercises, 100%. things they do every single day. And it kind of gets them thinking going, oh, because a lot of the time they come in, they said, oh, well, my physio told me not to squat. Yes. And I say, okay, well... Like, is there, like, for example, if you have a box and the box is 26 inches off the ground, can you sit on that? Can you stand back up? That is a variation a of a squat. squat. Yeah, exactly. a squat. Exactly. And then all of a sudden it's 24 inches, 22 inches, 20 inches. Now you might 
that's the way I would explain it to them because it's a little bit, I suppose. But now the fact that I'm half asking you, like that is, it allowed, it, it reinsures what I'm actually saying. Of course. Because yeah. it, it Education is. though, yeah. that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. If you go to a physio, if you go to a surgeon, if you get an MRI and you're told your back is degenerated at 20 years of age, you literally think something's wrong with me, I'm broken, I'm going to die, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 20, I feel like I, I'm 80. Words matter and what you're told from a, a professional who's educated will completely alter what you think, think. and in turn how you move. Mm-hmm. So that's ultimately what we do with our clients is educate them for any age. Mm-hmm. So we, we, so many people come into me going, <coughs> I, 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 it's only because I'm old. I've always been stiff. My dad, well, genetically, my, my dad was the same. I could never do what you do in terms of me. I'm like, well, uh, have you done what I've done for the last three years? No, of course you couldn't do what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. I've just done it for three years. So if you did what I did for three years, you would move exactly like the I same. move. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not naturally mobile. I train this way, you know? So it's a growth mindset. If you think you're fixed this way and you are this way forever, well, you will be that will way be. forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I, you, you have to understand you can't do this thing now. It's like a child. My child as well, she's only five weeks old, but eventually she's going to get up. She's going to keep falling over. She'll learn, she'll adapt and she'll get better. Mm-hmm. She's not going to just stop going, it's not for me, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's literally how you have to look at life, <coughs> and especially movement. Like, it's like driving a car. If you've never driven this car, mm-hmm. you can't move your spine, that's fine. Keep driving it. Keep dri- do you understand how to drive it? Yeah, okay, keep doing it. Keep Eventually, doing it, it will yeah. get easier. And that's, I think, that's what puts a lot of people into bad habits is, not into bad habits, but where if they get given the wrong information, oh, you can't do this forever. Yeah. Because it's, it's safer to say that, well, from a professional point of view, whoever's given the information, whether it's a doctor or whatever, it's very easy for them to say, yeah, you can never do that again. And yes. for them to, six years go by, and now they're all of a sudden, they're going, shit, I really need to now look after my health. That was almost like a scapegoat for me, to just yeah. not go and look after my health. But it, now, it, that's kind of lazy though as well. You know, yeah. I mean, like if, someone, if, I, if I haven't got the answer to somebody, I'll say, I don't know. I mm-hmm. don't know what the issue is. I don't know if you can get moving back playing sport or whatever. That's fine. I'm never going to tell someone, no, 100% you can't, unless I know for a fact, fact. Their bones sticking out, it's kind of, and it can't <laughs> yeah. go back in. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever said, I know for 100%, I know for a fact you can't do this thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it just doesn't make any sense, yeah, you know? Yeah. I had a girl in a few weeks ago who uh, heard a pop when she deadlifted, um, and she was in agony. So she had it, I think, for about six weeks. She went to get an uh, MRI, and the MRI revealed nothing. There was no structural damage. Her pain was real. She left the session feeling better, moving better, and all we did was one little exercise, but mainly I just told her, don't be afraid to move. You're absolutely fine. And you could just see she was like, Oh, this person who's educated is telling me I'm allowed to move this area. They're telling me if I don't move, that would be worse than moving. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she's like, whoa, I actually, literally, she feels better. Because her brain's like, don't worry, you can let go it's now. It's working with yeah. her as opposed to yeah. against her. Exactly. But- it, it's, 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 yeah, it's huge. It's education. And it, it, it's, it's, again, it's very, very simple uh, and easy, but also it goes the opposite way. It's very simple and easy to make someone believe something else. And yeah. that has a huge impact mm-hmm. on what happens. You know? It's like, did you ever hear the, you are the placebo or see that book? Yeah. 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 It's, it's like, yeah, it's the exact same principle. It's like, if you, if you're told and you genuinely believe that that thing is true, eventually you will manifest that in and it will become true. Yeah. But and if it, you decide to, you know, okay, um, I, I appreciate your advice, doctor. Or I appreciate your voice physio, but I'm going to just go seek just a third source, just just to see, yeah. do you know what I mean? Maybe there's enough. That's why, because I, I was only on a phone call there about we were trying to do something with the with the gym, and we bumped into an issue. And I said to your man, like, it's like there's no hope of that happening. I was like, there's no hope. Like, like do you know what I mean? Like, how yeah. can you say that? He's so sure. He's like, there's yeah. no hope of that happening. You may as well kiss that goodbye. Yeah. And I just said, like, with all due respect, like that's not a good way to you know think about anything. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Surely there's something. 
I'm not saying that there's something that we can do right now, now but yeah. some in the future people, maybe. But that's yeah. the way people think, isn't it? It's just no. That's, I can't that's also I think a really human trait as well. People always want a, the black or white answer. Yeah. They don't. They don't realize that it's always black and white. Yeah. Like you know, there's, there's night and day. There's black and white. There's mm-hmm. happy to sad. There's always two. You can't have you can't have one. Mm-hmm. You can have one that maybe your answer right now, but potentially next next year it's a different answer. Well, yeah. mm-hmm. So that's that's there's always a kind of a gray area that you have to accept. But the best thing about being a gray area is that you have the power now to choose which way you go. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. And you mm-hmm. don't have to accept this thing that you've been told. Now it might be right, it might be wrong. It makes no difference because again, it's your attitude of what you've been told and what you can do, mm-hmm. and whether you can do nothing about it. It's not even about doing the thing. It's about having that idea of being able to do something and being proactive because mm-hmm. that's what it changes you know mm-hmm. and that's the, something i always tell clients it's like i can never i can't fix you first of all you're not broken but like it's your body yeah you yeah. take that responsibility mm-hmm. and you were telling me about how i, I was very blunt with clients when we were working yeah. our stuff and i, I am <laughs> yeah, i am like it's just so simple i can't do anything for you yeah. nothing i can educate you i can i can motivate you as best i can whatever but if you're not going to do this that's fine yeah. get out of here i couldn't be arsed you know like, what I mean? it's I, fine i always say to the because uh, i would do for more of just a personal training background like a fat loss i always say you only see me twice a week yeah like literally like all the work that you're doing okay you're coming here you're working a sweat you're getting information you're learning yeah but the work you're doing is outside of here exactly it's two you're seeing me two hours a week there's the, the food you're putting in your mouth, the decisions you're making, the habits you're putting in place, the bad decisions you're making, yeah. that's where the work is. And that's where there's no, no one's rewarding you for, yeah, you know, exactly. putting a salad on your plate instead yeah. of, you know, putting yeah. a, a burger. But king. that's where it comes down to you as, as well, is that you're educating them. Mm-hmm. So at least they're leaving here knowing, right, I know what I have to do. I know why it's important. I know what's going to benefit me in the future. Like you're saying with that older client, you're making it relatable to her. Mm-hmm. So she knows, understand the contents of, uh, or the concept, sorry, of, okay, brilliant. I'm doing this movement because I have to shop every single day. Mm-hmm. And you're always, you're trying to, every client is different. They have different goals. So you're relating the goals for that client. I'm not making them do this movement because I like this movement. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you want to do with your body? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe you should think of this because that would make that easier. Okay, daddy, I'm mm-hmm. like, they're more likely to follow. You're just relating it back to what exactly. they're, what yeah. they're doing. And like, that's what I was saying. We have a little thing here where if someone's performing an exercise wrong, I, I, I trialed it as well. Like if it's a young guy, I'll go up and I'll say, you know, look, you're probably doing, you won't want me to show you how to do that better. You, you'll actually grow your arms bigger or, yeah. you know, your chest bigger because you're giving them the answer. You're making them see the sense in that if you do that exercise yeah. correctly, right, your quads, your chest will get bigger. But if you go up and you tell a, a young guy who's 16, 17. Embarrass him or something like that. Yeah, exactly. if you If you do that, you're going to get injured. He'll just yeah. give you the middle finger. Exactly. And go, I'm going to do yeah. whatever way I want. But that's you? brilliant. <laughs> again, it makes sense because now he's going to listen to you. Yeah. He will now implement what you do. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now you've helped this person get a better result. And that can change. Well, first of all, his life. That can get you more business. That can help him tell somebody else. about. like it makes sense why you would give more value to all of your clients in every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Like it just makes sense. Yeah. If, any, if you care in any shape or form about what you do, <coughs> you should always be giving as much as you possibly can to your clients. Mm-hmm. Because and sometimes the honesty, have you ever had conversations where they don't want to hear it? Of course, the, yeah. yeah. And they're like, no. I'm not saying for my benefit. I'm being, I'm being honest here. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm saying genuinely for your own benefit. Yeah. Like, you know? And like, sometimes they, they get frustrated and they don't see the sense in it and they come back 48 hours later and they go, do you know what? You were right. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not saying I was right. I was just saying, like, have you ever thought of it from this way? Do you know that? Yeah. I mean, you're never really saying, oh, yeah, I told you so. Or, yeah. You know, that's, I, not, that's not the aim. You're not trying <laughs> yeah. to say, I told you so. You actually genuinely want to help this person. Yeah, yeah. So you're saying and it, it just takes a, them yeah. a while to understand. And it's, it's again, it's like you go home. You, I don't know. I always have this new thing where I'll, I'll allow information to kind of come in for 24, like 24 hours before I make a decision. Okay. So if something goes wrong or, you know, I get a bad text or rather than be very reactive to it I'll like allow 24 hours to pass 
and then I'll try to be proactive I like against that. it. I should take that advice. That sounds good. That sounds <laughs> so very good. Before, I was so quick, I could just go, boom. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like react to something like a bad phone call and then my whole day would just yeah. be turned upside yeah, yeah. down. Do you know what I mean? So if something happens there and then on the day, if it's if it's a nine out of ten, like I obviously I deal with it there and then. But if it's like a six or seven, I just park it. Don't yeah, do that's it. brilliant. Come back to it tomorrow. And then it's a much better way of thinking about it. Because sometimes the biggest problems exist inside their own head. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They just, sometimes they just go away themselves. Well, that's what I, I, the thing is, I, I have rituals like on certain things every morning, every evening that I do. And so I, I don't do what you do and I probably should do and take 24 hours. But at least I, I'm in a better headspace every morning, every evening from these rituals. When life gets chaotic or stressful things happen, I'm in a much better uh well, mental frame, I suppose, to actually re- like react or respond to whatever the situation is, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's like, like you said there, it's like you, um, people just have this one way of reacting and don't actually realize it's actually a process. And it's like anything, it's like muscle. Yeah. It's like you can, you can work on that. You can build mm-hmm. on that. You mm-hmm. can get better at reacting to things or doing things and having strategies and rituals in place make the inevitable stresses in life easier to handle. Mm-hmm. Like, and is, like is, is there anything, like you're still training the, I remember when you were in FBT. Yeah. Um, like your training was just like some of the things you used to do on the rings was yeah. physically impossible. Are you still doing all yeah. of that? Uh, yeah, I still yeah. train that way. Yeah, so I, I still working on my one arm chin up at the minute. Um, but yeah, no, I still train that way. On yeah. the rings? On the rings, yeah. Right, okay. So I'm, I'm, I haven't got there yet now. I didn't do an eccentric, but I'm hoping by the end of this year. So you should call me out on that actually. Do I have I got it done by the 31st of December? Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I still train that way. I still, my ultimate, ultimately, my training is to move better. Mm-hmm. It's a strength training program though. I build muscle, I get strong. Uh, I just train a range of motion that most people don't train, mm-hmm. but it's ultimately it's, it's a gym program, you know. It, but no it's difference. stuff that people like can't do. Like I, like yeah. in like beyond like like even like I don't know if you I can't even like not that I can't do. It's probably because of my weight now and probably the heaviest I've been probably in the last yeah. twelve months. This gym hasn't been good, but like even a a, a dip on the ring, like yeah. I'll probably get five or six. But well, like, again, see the, the rings are really good because they're so. Uh, the instability of the rings is brilliant because they're obviously hanging out and when you get on them, they, they move like crazy. Yeah. And the best thing with that is that if you can get strong on that, you then go into a bar that's just fixed. It seems so easy, you know? Mm-hmm. So the nervous system is having to work harder. Your muscles are having to activate and work harder. You know, your synergist uh, muscles have to activate and work harder. But ultimately, I, I, what we say to clients and to our athletes, I want this to function well mm-hmm. and now I can handle a load of heavy load. Whereas most people always think about the exercise of the deadlift or the squat. They never actually think about their body, you know? And what an athlete needs, what a 50-year-old needs, what most people need is control of their body. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden they can do whatever the hell they want to do so much easier. So that's kind of the aim of what we do. And the reason that we like the rings is because you have to work on your your uh, mobility. You can't bullshit the rings. You have to be strong. Yeah. And if you get very good at them, you can lift heavy weights. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. lift. I can deadlift heavy. I I know I, I do deadlift. But I, I can maybe bench heavy. I don't <laughs> bench at all. Mm-hmm. I can bench probably my body weight, if not like one and a half times my body weight. I don't I ever do it. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but all my training makes other things and if you focused easier. around getting a stronger bench you'd be in a much better starting position than someone like yeah who just now came... again if i was to be a powerlifter i would clearly work on my bench exactly. you know yeah. so don't get me wrong if you have a specific goal you should work on that yeah but in, in, like i don't have that goal i don't want to be bigger on bench. Yeah, yeah, i want to yeah. move well and build muscle and be strong and i find this more optimal because this gives me more movement options mm-hmm. uh, uh, like i said i just explore how i move i just do mad movements but it's kind of like the way um <clears throat> people talk about um, because I've I've recently just started taking like jujitsu classes as yeah, well. Yeah, where huge. people everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing yeah. it. But where people talk about jujitsu is, and it's almost just like an art form of just moving the body. Like, 
I'd say you'd be unbelievable. But Evan's like, always saying to me, I should do jiu-jitsu. Johnny said, I don't do it. I don't want to get injured. Like, I don't <laughs> play five-side football with the lads anymore. You know, I'm just too busy. So yeah. all my training is structured. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I have little niggles here and there the odd time. But in the grand scheme of things, I, I'm controlling the variables, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm progressively overloading smart and all. Whereas jiu-jitsu, some lads can be fucking bigger than me and, you know, get me over or whatever. But jiu-jitsu is amazing because it, that's literally it. You're literally, your brain has to answer a movement question. Mm-hmm. That's literally, that's why it's amazing. That's why I love it. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, I roll with some lads. Yeah, I, I'm not good in any shape or form, but I can get into certain positions. I've never done jiu-jitsu in my life. But because <laughs> the way I train, I'm strong in certain range of motion. Now, I can't emphasize, though, I train so many uh, top-level MMA and jiu-jitsu lads, and they move like trees. It's, it's, it's actually crazy. Because, again, they all just do powerlifting, uh, deadlifting, you know, all these stuff, yeah. which is good, need to get strong, but they don't get strong in range of motion mm-hmm. that they need to be yeah. strong in. And once they do... What's the difference of their Camoras or their holes or getting other things? It's it's unbelievable, like you know. For them, I can imagine walking into the ring against another guy. They want to look big, strong. They don't want to like. Well, they that's not the whole point of jitsu. Though jitsu is like I could beat you. It's yeah. not about science. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all about that yeah, movement how much and that. you can move. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Be smart about it. But it's it's insane. I only started taking it up, and it's like a foreign language. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Now I, I haven't gone back within. I think it's two months since I haven't gone back, but um, I. It was, yeah, because Jordan and Amy here had done it. And I was like, do you know what? Like, now's the time. I was always thinking of going and trying it. Yeah. And I like, went and done it. But straight away, your man, you're a personal trainer, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. He was like, you just squat, bench. Dead. Like, <laughs> no, I haven't really been training, but I'm just stiff. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I'm like, yeah. he was like, you're stiff. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like when you go into a movement, like you can, you're not relaxed. You're yeah. just, everything is just because like again, you're, you're going to a range of motion. Your brain's not used to it. And yeah. what it does, it tenses up. Yeah. It's just not used to going there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's the the difference of me being out there. I'm strong out there. So I'm loose out there. And that's what you need for jits. I'd love to do it one day. I don't know if I ever will. Cause I <laughs> don't want to get injured. We're trying to find the time for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a lot of plans. So we'll but, um, so you were saying you have your, um, you've launched your new, is it a new program you're launching? We actually haven't launched it yet. We're launching it in December. So okay. we're, we're currently getting it ready. Like, So we are launching a new membership online platform in December. Actually, essentially, what the way we train. So mm-hmm. we tra- we're going to be building um, a three-month gym program. It'll be a cookie-cutter pl- program with a, an end goal uh, with different levels, obviously, with different kind of progressions and stuff. Uh, the program's important to get you moving better at the end of three months. But actually, then, we're building a membership portal with uh, thousands of hours of content, essentially, you know, mm-hmm. to go through why we do what we do to educate uh, the people who are doing the program on the best way to move better about recovery about everything you know so if you follow me on instagram everything all the value we give on instagram there's going to be that 10, yeah i seen the most recent times. one you were talking about foam rolling yeah and you were saying that like if you enjoy foam rolling keep it going but that yeah. there's no actual no it's like i i wouldn't actually know that and i take a lot of your kind of like stuff on board and i'm kind of going geez that's and again, I look at everything from an objective point of view. I look at why people conceive why foam rolling might be good. Yeah. Because I don't know why I probably shouldn't do this, but my back cracks and my neck cracks. I don't know if you can hear this, but... I can actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, but I... like you I feel not, a relief from it. I feel a relief yeah. from it. And when I get on the foam roller... Um, you get the same thing. I get the same thing in my back. And it, it kind of just like loosens up my body a little bit. And, allows and that's, me why, to... that's why I would never tell someone not to foam roll. Mm-hmm. The only issue is you keep having to crack your neck and, yeah. cr- and crack your back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. So that's what I would look at. I'd be like... Why does your brain feel the need to tighten up these areas or are you having to crack your back to get that relief? Mm-hmm. You're doing no harm. What that cracking is, we don't know for definite and we know you're doing no, no issue. Keep doing that all you want. Mm-hmm. But I would say, actually, let's look at what you're doing and let's get rid of that, your need to crack. Yeah. And yeah, foam yeah. rolling will never do that. Mm-hmm. You'll get relief. But like I was saying, it's like scratching an itch and not understanding, well, why is that itchy in the first place? Yeah. yeah. So if you keep having to scratch this, well, that's fine if it goes away. If you keep doing this every single day, it's like, well, actually, there could be an issue here. Mm-hmm. Why don't we deal with that issue so you that's don't have it. to scratch? Exactly. So the foam roller is scratching an itch mm-hmm. that works, 
it's it's funny because i don't know if you notice i do a lot more um and you probably do a lot more desk work now yourself as yeah, opposed yeah. to on the floor stuff um and sitting in chairs for like four or five hours i can day, feel it yeah i to be like I'd be like to Lee and Jamie here, stand on my back, will you? Like yeah. crack and like almost like they're trying to, you know. So yeah. whereas I would, I'd be the same. Now, if I'm sitting here for three hours, my back's like, oh my God, I'm hopping down, I'm, I'm moving my spine. Okay. So I'm actively doing that. You're passively being cracked. Okay. What does that mean? I can actively move this, you can't. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. You'll get relief from that. I will get stronger doing this. If I keep doing this for six weeks, you keep doing this for six weeks, you're going to keep having to do that afterwards mm -hmm. all of a sudden i feel looser this feels easier to sit here for longer because my brain goes you have strength through to here to do this you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's the difference you don't have to stop foam rolling and stretching but you have to understand what they do mm -hmm. they, give, they provide short-term relief short-term but they don't fix the problem it's a problem they're not fixing anything but yeah you're not getting to the root cause of why you're having to foam roll and crack it all the time yeah if you like if you like doing that if you like cracking neck, <laughs> keep doing it no problem you know no, i don't like cracking my back some days i'll be sitting there and i'd be again i should show you i'm going to show you the spine i genuinely do this every single day so one movement i get every every single person in the world ever to do mm -hmm. move your spine because the impact it has on your shoulders and your hips is pretty big but actually it's the information being fed from your spinal cord up to your brain your heart, your organs, your lungs, everything is here. Once this spine functions well, the brain likes that and the whole body functions better. And ask anybody how often do you move your spine or train your spine and they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, never. Yeah. Yeah, it has yeah. such an impact on everything and how, how you move. Mm -hmm. So train your spine every single day. After this, I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> yeah. And don't ever stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't do it, don't come back to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this stuff, um, like, is this self-taught? Is this like... Oh, I, like I said, I've done a load of courses. Yeah. So no, I, I haven't come up with this. Like, no, myself, but like right? it, it like, works. Like you've seen the results. Like yeah. But like, like I just like I was saying. Like yeah. No, sorry. Go on. Is it? No, it's like, it, it's self taught. Is my microphone on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just when it moves away, like a little bit from your okay. Mouth, it's oh, yeah, condenser microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just be a little bit closer okay. to it. Uh, yeah, it's not self taught in the sense of um, like I just come up with this stuff myself. I've <laughs> done a load of courses, like mm -hmm. a load of courses, and like I said, it's not just that. So the issue I have with people doing a course is they just think this one system has the answer for everything. So it's like, for example, doing CrossFit or doing powerlifting and thinking that's the answer for everything. Mm -hmm. But it's not though. You can do what you like to do, but this one thing can't answer everything, you know? So it's the same with say going to a physio or get, uh, going to a modality to help you move better. Like what we do isn't the only answer because we, we do loads of other stuff and there's loads of stuff that we're going to learn in the future years to come. Mm -hmm. So it's not self-taught. We keep learning off everyone. Like I've learned off so many people over the last... 13 years but particularly in the last five or six years like i said i'm booked into doing you know, three or four courses next year and we'll just take bits off it we'll try stuff because a client comes into me it's an individual mm -hmm. maybe this person needs this maybe this person needs this thing this approach that approach uh we have the principles underlying what we're doing that the principles are are, are, are they, they they guide our programming but the way we we build the program will have different methods do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the yeah. underlying principle of strength training is, is, is similar. It's yeah, what we're, we're doing, one, you know. But it's just from a different, yeah, yeah. different kind of angle. It's a different kind of it, reason. Because there's no one in else in Ireland that does that, is there? Uh, like, there is now. Oh, a lot of people now. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it's working. I've been doing this stuff for five or six years, and the last two and a half years, move up when one's been open. Yeah, and no one was doing this stuff, mm -hmm. and now everyone's doing this stuff. Everyone cares about it apparently. Like for years we were in FPT and people used to just like we had to piss at me saying go and do your stretches up to your class and I was yeah, like yeah. Oh, okay I will like yeah. I, don't, I don't mind because uh, I genuinely believed in what we were doing um, but no there's people doing that like social media is amazing because we see people in America and Australia we can connect with them and stuff mm -hmm. so maybe we were the first kind of people to have that same mindset in Ireland but mm -hmm. like we saw the same people that we connect with over the last two and a half years across the world and stuff and we've learned from people in Canada and America and stuff and um, 
so but there's loads of good people in, in Ireland a lot of people doing a really we, we have a few mentors here in Ireland doing stuff that we can't do uh, that we're learning off uh, you know there's a really big kind of shift in movement and mobility but movement kind of and, and this idea of a, a different kind of approach I suppose we were the, kind of the first big people to try and change maybe something kind of you know mm-hmm. uh, I think personally not that we've changed anything uh, you know but just a, a different kind of mindset in terms of the gym and movement but there's a lot more smarter people than me in Ireland doing really cool <laughs> stuff like but it's so I suppose the goal the goal is not to you know for you like you were saying is is to impact as many people yeah. with movement as possible 100% and it's not necessarily to get them to think that okay movement is the way but it's get them to think that there's different ways for your body to move and there's different ways like I, I, I actually truly believe everything that you're saying like I don't coach one client the same as I do another like if this person can't do that movement or if this person is battling, it's funny that you mentioned different aspects of it and um, battling like a certain, whether it's a confidence issue or yeah. whether it's a thing, like I'll be unique to that person and I'll say, okay, the hardest thing for them to do is actually get to the, so it's okay if I actually take this slow because yeah. for what you might find or what I might find to be difficult, they're actually finding the same. Yeah, but challenge. even you know yourself, when someone comes in, the first client has never trained before and you put them on, a bar, on their barrel squat, they're terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in two or three weeks, they're better. Mm-hmm. It's not because you've coached them better. Their nervous system got used to the movement. Mm-hmm. So if someone doesn't move as well, or they have something going on, they have an old injury, or they have a lack of confidence, or mentally not feeling 100%, that's going to affect how they move. Mm-hmm. So that's going to completely alter your program and then what you're going to do with that person. Mm-hmm. That's our issue with just going to, this is the answer. Everyone should go and do this. Everyone should go and do this. Because there's not just one answer. Mm-hmm. First of all, you go to what you like to do. That's yeah. the first thing. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, like, if what you like to do can you do that well can you physically move well to be able to do that at a really high intensity a really high level for the next 20 30 40 50 years because you love it yeah. you know and also this idea of like you should i, I originally started training in the gym because of i want i was skinny i want to get bigger you mm-hmm. know like so i probably lacking a bit of confidence let's get a bit bigger and feel better and then i realized after building muscle and um, feeling confidently this is great but i was like well, where do i go now like what do you do just keep mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. and I, I just see a lot of people mindlessly doing something that i don't really think they're enjoying doing you know and then i just be- dealt with so many people over the last two and a half years who are in pain i believe needlessly uh, again it's not all, always a movement issue but it is definitely most uh 100 an awareness and educational issue that um once they have that awareness and that, that education it can literally change their lives because again i do stuff that you're saying you could never do i never thought i could physically you no know, do that i, I never mean, ever thought i could do that's that. not until you do it the first time that yeah. your brain starts yeah. working with you as and then, to, but, and then to see what i can do and i was like that's amazing and, like, and i'm like it's really not amazing it's just like if you knew what i knew mm-hmm. and if you did what i did yeah, you could easily do it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, and that's, yeah. oh, I'm trying to educate people on that. Mm-hmm. You know, because and it is that idea of using movement as a catalyst for to change your life because it changed my life, mm-hmm. it completely changed my life, and that's why I have a passion for it and why I maybe talk that way to clients or something because I really believe in it. You know, mm-hmm. that was but that don't. was something that always stood out, like always, always stood out. That's like, cool. Thanks very much. No, no, I, 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 and I appreciate you coming on the podcast, Brian. Thank Gemma, you very much. Thank you much for... I think we'll wrap things up there. Hey, um, nice. Yeah, I don't like to keep them too. Yeah, let's go going. Yeah, yeah. just short and sweet, and hopefully well, that was pretty quick. Like, yeah, 40, 50, fifty minutes. Yeah, yeah. Deadly. hopefully we'll have you on again, and we'll do another one yeah, in, in a while, and you'll be uh, even further on with with movement. But no, like man, looking, I suppose looking at like the like the progress that you've made even gives like, I think it gives everyone inspiration, and I think I think that's that's just because, like, there's I remember just I remember there was a, a period of time where. No, I'd kind of, you know, left FBT. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, I just started seeing you everywhere. 
Do you know what I mean? I just yeah. started seeing movement everywhere. And then I started seeing like uh, a lot of stuff going on. And then I started going, Jesus, you know, fair play. And it's just, I think what I'm trying to say is, is that like hard work pays off. And I know yeah. as but cheesy then, as that says. Also with that as well, it's like it, my progression has been good and our progression has been good and it looks amazing. Like there's been a lot of like sticky points and tough work as mm-hmm. well in there. Like it mm-hmm. hasn't all been plain sailing. You yeah, know? Yeah. And that's what I suppose I'd like to get across to people as well is that as good as we're doing and I love my life and it's brilliant and we're going like, to keep going and I'll, it's just like it's it's tough work mm-hmm. and you, you're going to have some losses and it's going to be tough you're going to make mistakes and you'll get better like you know but that's life you mm-hmm. know i'm like i genuinely am doing something with my life that i love to do and i would encourage people to try and first of all ask yourself what you want to do and then go and look and try to be the best at doing that because it'll really f- make you feel fulfilled yeah, you know? yeah. and i don't think we can end on a better note than that Daddy, no cheers Brian. pleasure man cheers thank, thank you, you sir.